Thank you for tuning into the Cannabis Commuter Edition. These are your stories for Tuesday, July the 16th. Paul Pierce has shit himself again. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I'm saying that facetiously because there's a lien on his home and cannabis business. According to documents by TheBlast.com, sometimes you can't make this stuff up, Paul allegedly owes $162,273.59 to a creditor who let him borrow the money. So they put a lien on his new CBD business and his home. So since there's so little information uh, on the topic currently, why don't we wildly speculate what Paul Pierce could owe that $162,000 for? Let's see, 24-hour wheelchair service? Should he go dookie in his shorts again? Uh, I keep alluding to that. If you don't watch the NBA, I highly suggest you just go go on YouTube or, or just Google Paul Pierce wheelchair and get to the bottom of why he left the arena during a game in a wheelchair. Hint, uh, he didn't want to walk out because he had a situation in the back. So anyway, uh, Paul Pierce, former NBA All-Star, uh, Boston Celtic great, owes $162,000 to a creditor, and they said, nah, we're taking your house, we're taking your business. Tough break for Paul Pierce. We'll keep you updated on this one because it's pretty hilarious. Organogram posted its third quarter earnings report yesterday, and due to an attempt for more efficient cloning, they actually lost money. And their cash costs to grow their crops jumped about 50%. Cash costs for cultivation increased to $0.95 cents Canadian and $1.29 Canadian from $0.65 cents and $0.95 cents per gram. Chief Executive Greg Angle told MarketWatch in a telephone interview that, quote, we did an experiment that we take early flower, which you're going to trim the bottom leaves off all the way anyway, and use those to clone from. In the early experiment, we had really positive results. Then we went to a broader group, and it was variable by strain, and the results were inconsistent. That had a significant impact, end quote. Yeah, I'd say so. About 50%, apparently. Angle said that the staff figured out that the new method of trimming from plants wasn't working as planned within a couple weeks, but reverting to the previous method would take several weeks. In the end, there was a period of four to six weeks in which a significant number of the company's grow rooms were affected. The company reported a net loss of 10.2 million Canadian, that's 7.8 million USD, or 7 cents a share, after a profit of 2.8 million Canadian, or 3 cents a share in the year-ago period. Now, despite this bad news, Organogram Holdings U.S. stock traded up 4.6% on Monday. So despite the fact that their costs went up and this cloning experiment went wrong, Wall Street doesn't seem to be deterred. On to state's news. Forms for businesses interested in applying for one of the up to 24 new permits to enter New Jersey's expanding medical marijuana program were posted on Monday. Licenses are going to be distributed by region. They're going to have two cultivation, five dispensary, and one vertically integrated, that means grower, cultivation, and dispensary all under one building, in the northern region. Central region is going to have two cultivation, five dispensary, and one of those vertically integrated facilities. The southern region is going to have one cultivation, five dispensaries, one of those vertical integrations, and one at-large vertically integrated permit. Applicants can seek up to three permits, but may submit only one application per region. Those seeking a vertically integrated permit may submit only one single application. And if you want to see that form and get a copy of it yourself, you can visit our website. That's cannabusinesspodcast.com. Now to my home state of California, the residents of Concord, California, have until this Friday to complete a 10-question survey on potential commercial cannabis business regulations in their area. The city is considering whether to allow cannabis retail stores and small-scale cannabis cultivation, distribution, and manufacturing companies to open in Concord, according to the East Bay Times. Officials are seeking input from residents on what kind of regulations they'd like to see for these businesses, and the newspaper quoted a city commission survey from 2017 in which 69% of a sample of likely voters said they would support the sale of medical marijuana in Concord, and just over 50% indicated support of the sale of recreational marijuana within city limits. Most of the respondents also expressed support for following along with cannabis 
cannabis testing, manufacturing, and cultivation facilities in the city. So if you live in Concord, go to our website, cannabisnesspodcast.com. You can link to the survey there. It's 10 questions. Fill it out. Have your voice heard. In some not-so-great states news, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu vetoed legislation that could have spurred medical marijuana sales by eliminating a health care provider requirement. The bill would have eliminated the requirement that a patient have at least a three-month relationship with a health care provider before being certified to receive medical marijuana. In nixing the medical cannabis bill, the Republican governor said he believed a strong provider-patient relationship is necessary to ensure proper treatment is given. Despite that defeat, New Hampshire's heavily regulated market is seeing some expansion as a result of other legislative measures enacted this year and in 2018. As a matter of fact, that very same governor recently signed two bills that'll help expand the state's market. Physician assistants will be able to recommend medical cannabis to patients beginning August 20th of this year, and regulators can allow the state's four medical marijuana operators to open a second dispensary in their geographic area. That particular measure, which takes effect on September the 8th, could potentially lead to New Hampshire having eight medical cannabis dispensaries. Roughly 8,000 patients are certified in the program. Utah on Monday was supposed to award medicinal marijuana cultivation licenses, but they decided to say, nah, not yet. Prospective medical marijuana growers in Utah are facing a longer than expected wait time because the state agency posted that they're going to wait. State regulators announced yesterday that they were going to delay until the end of July the announcement of who was going to grow the state's medical marijuana. The July 15th deadline had initially been set for their decision. 81 farmers and entrepreneurs applied for the state's 10 grower licenses, and Utah joined 33 states in legalizing marijuana after voters approved a medical cannabis law last year. The state will also choose licensed processors to make medical marijuana products to be sold in dispensaries, possibly, that's a big word there because they seem to be blown through their dates at their whims, possibly as soon as 2020. So on Monday, we were supposed to hear Utah said, no, we're going to wait till the end of July. Obviously, we'll give you an update at the end of the month. This has been the Cannabis Commuter Edition for Tuesday, July the 16th, 2019. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, please just visit CannabisNessPodcast.com or like, rate, subscribe on the platform of your choice. Talk to you again tomorrow.